Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors. For more information, go check them out at MainStreetWarriors.org. And also for those of you who have been following the Main Street Warriors and our activities, make sure you check out the High Velocity Awards. This is where we make available grants, scholarships, and cash, yes, cash money to solopreneurs, nonprofits, minority and veteran-owned businesses, and, of course, my personal favorite, youth entrepreneurs. So go check it out at highvelocityawards.com. All right, you guys are in for such a real treat this morning. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with True Man Life Coaching, Mr. Mike Van Pelt. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stone. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. We were connected by a mutual friend, mm-hmm. Brian Pruitt, yep. who I just think the world of. He's got a golf tournament coming up in yep. a couple of days. I'm not going to be able to make it. We're headed down to Savannah. We're going to be doing a, a on-site broadcast for the, what is this, the Georgia Economic Developers Association. But, uh, yeah, Brian and that crowd, they will be in our in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, man, what, a, what a marvelous community. We have oh, here in yeah. Cherokee County, and, uh, and, and, and Brian is a, a, a perfect example of that, isn't he? Well, you know, Brian and I talked yesterday, and it was really funny because uh, we've, we've reconnected a little bit here. We hadn't talked in quite a while, and we reconnected. And the funny part about it is you find out how small your community is because mm-hmm. he, he's, he's, he'll be like, I- I'm working with this person. And I'm like, oh, you got to connect me with them because they do such and such and <laughs> such. So, and, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of doing business, you know, is finding these strategic partnerships and these relationships where you can all mutually benefit and, and create these win-win type type things. And I love that. Amen. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about True Man Life Coaching, yeah. mission, purpose. What are you really out there trying to do for folks? Well, you know, the simplest way for, for me to tell you what I do is I, I like to tell people uh, I impact the lives of men for good. Now, that's a pretty broad statement, right? <laughs> that's a big one, yeah. man. That's a tall order. That, that That's a pretty big statement. But essentially, you know, what I do uh, in my coaching practice is, is just work with them a variety of different ways, but primarily one-on-one where they need it. Just kind of clear the cobwebs and give them, you know, peace and clarity around their life or their business or whatever's going on. Um, you know, when I got into coaching a number of years ago. I did it from a business perspective, but what I found was that there are all kinds of systems out there. And, you know, I encourage people to go get systems that make their business better. But if the the real system, the real meat on that bone is what's going on on your inside. And so if you're not right in your head, your heart, your mind, your soul, it doesn't matter what kind of business system you have. Um, And so that's, was kind of my breakthrough. And I said, you know what? I just want to work with people. I want to work with people and help make them better. And uh, I didn't see a lot of men out there or a lot of people in general just saying, hey, I'm going to plant a flag for men and 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 walk alongside them. 
I decided that's what I'm going to do. So here I am. So how did you get started? What compelled you to move into coaching? I'm operating under the impression that you had some other type of career going into yeah. that. Yeah. What's the backstory? Man? Well, so I, I mean, really had uh, a sales career uh, going and, but I wasn't being fed. I just wasn't being fed and I didn't really know what that meant. And I was in the insurance and financial services world and I went to one of their leadership development uh programs. And it was a six month program. And I'd never done anything like that. And I got done with it. And I, I was like, wow, what am I going to do with this? This was amazing. And I didn't really want it to end. So I didn't let it end. Um, and the whole idea of it was that you would take what you'd learn and bring it back to your organization. But I took what I learned and used it for me. And I realized, Hey, you know, I'm telling my kids how important it is to get a great education, but I didn't complete my college degree. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I went back, completed my business degree. And at the time I was doing, and I, I became a stay at home dad, um, during that time, um, because my kids were really young and I was doing a ton of volunteer work within my church and in the community. And I thought, you know, I really think my life's leading me to, to be in the nonprofit world. What do nonprofit directors have at the top of the food chain that I don't have? Oh, they have a master's degree. So, so yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, no, now, now you're getting addicted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did go back. I got my master's degree oh. in public administration. And, um, you know, that that's really how I started down the trail. But what really happened after that was once I got my master's degree, I was out looking for work and struggling. Like people did not know what to do with Mike Van Pelt. Here's a guy that was a stay at home dad. He got this education, you know, he's doing all this volunteer work. They just didn't know what to do with me. And it really led me down a road of, uh, I, I internalized the nose and, uh, I took it in and it became kind of a deep wound for me. And, um, uh, that's when I decided I'm going to go down this road of entrepreneurialism. I don't need these people. And that's when I kind of started the whole business consulting. And I met a guy uh, by the name of Paul Bailey. And I always mentioned him because um, he's uh, been a part of, of everything that I've done since. And so I met him at a business networking event. And this is why business networking events, I think, are so important because you never know who you're going to meet for sure. But I met Paul and we had this great conversation at lunch about giving and taking and how we saw more takers in the room than givers. And we thought, doggone it, we can do this better. And so we decided we were going to start our, our own group. But that group, I think before it ever got off the ground, turned into you know what we really need? We need a men's small group. And that's when things really began to shift for me because I got involved in men's small group. We connected with guys that were doing retreats. I got involved in a retreat and it was really at that retreat where, you know, I had an opportunity to get out there with 300 guys and walk around the woods and get in touch with my faith where on a Saturday morning, they played a song by Josh Groban, and I recommend listening to the song. I'd never heard it called You Are Loved. Now, people would say, well, that's not a Christian song. Listen to the words. Because the perspective in that situation was, listen to the song as if God is singing it to you. And when I did that, I almost hit the ground because I had no idea that God wanted such an intimate and loving relationship with me. 
And that was my takeaway from that weekend. That was in uh, March of 2019. And it was at that point I said, you know what? I'm going to go fight for the hearts of men. And um, I don't want guys walking around empty like I was, like the tank was on E. And if you're listening to this and you're on empty, you know what I'm talking about. It's undeniable. So let's talk about the work a little bit. Someone um, maybe through the benefit of hearing this conversation or for some of the other work that you do. I know you have your own show and I want to hear more about that in in a little bit, but however they get there, they sort of identify, yeah, I'm kind of running on empty and they reach out to you. Talk about the work a little bit. Is it, is it individual one-on-one? Is it group? Is it retreats? Is it a little bit all all of this? Well, it's turning into a little bit of, of all of it. That's kind of the entrepreneurial journey that we go on, right? (laughs) Right, right. You you like, okay, I'm going to plan a flag and this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, some people, I guess, are fortunate. They know exactly what that means right away. Um, but <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but that hasn't been me either. And so, really, what happened was, um, you know, I'm working with a gentleman who has some fantastic coaching programs, and uh, so he had a system. And I love systems because I also like shiny objects. And when I find a shiny object, it typically takes me off the system. <laughs> So, right. So I'm sure a lot of business people can relate to that. And so I found a system that worked for me for one-on-one coaching. And so, um, that, that was priority. Number one was to find that. And so what I do is really primarily work with guys one-on-one. So when somebody says, you know, yeah, I want somebody to kind of clear out the cobwebs for me and I want to figure out what the, you know, my next you know, uh, thing in life is whether it's in business or personal life. And so typically we'll start with, uh, an assessment. We have a proprietary assessment that we do and we go through that. We have an initial two hour call and then based on the program they may choose. And I usually do a six month or a 12 month, you know, we jump in the coaching process, excuse me, one-on-one now where this is all heading, I believe it's been my experience that men love the one-on-one because they, they like having another dude to talk to. They don't always mm-hmm. have that, you know, where they can mm-hmm. have a, a safe space where they can, you know, really strategize about their life. And, but they also like the feel of community. And so, you know, where all this is really heading is that, you know, I'm in the process of building some small group uh, stuff. So we're going to do, um, I'm, I'm working with an organization called the Christian Businessmen's Connection here in the Atlanta area. John Posey is the executive director. We're going to build out some Christian small groups through that. I'm going to build out some small group situations through myself as well. And I think where all this is headed is we'll do some coaching combined with some mastermind groups where we take people through a 12-month program. And then on top of that, right, because I, I, you got to bite you got to just jump on that elephant and go for a ride. <laughs> you know, I'm working with an organization right now where we can build uh, retreats and we'll do some small ones where uh. we maybe do some 10 or 12 uh, person guys, but they're yeah. this, this organization that I'm working with, they're really set up to facilitate larger retreats. And, and um, I've done enough of these now where I see tremendous value in just shutting it down for a weekend and getting out with a group of guys and, um, and, and, and having God's voice show up in your life, it's an incredible experience. So uh, there's, a, I just gave you a lot 
And I didn't even give you everything. <laughs> well, I really, I, I really applaud, and I'm in, in, inspired uh, that you're going to do some of this group work and this retreat work. Yeah. My frame of reference for that kind of thing, it, it's related. It's not exact. I come from the training and consulting world. Yeah. And uh, I would facilitate classes, but the most powerful uh, classes that we had were ones that we ran as more of a peer-to-peer experience. Yeah. So I would essentially teach facilitation skills and then would have these folks, in our case, it was often sales teams, yeah, and have them actually facilitate different modules or segments of the training to each other. Yeah. So much more powerful than the, than the whatever you, there's some big college word for one guy talking to a bunch of people. <laughs> but when you do the peer-to-peer thing, yeah. oh, it's just, it's exponential, isn't it? Yeah. I, you know, I, I look at it this way. I'm just kind of the conductor of the orchestra, right? Yeah. You know, and, uh, I, I, I certainly, um, don't know it all. I never will. That's okay. I don't need to be the smartest guy in the room. I just need to bring, you know, the guys together so that we can you know, facilitate them getting in a room and figuring out how to improve their lives. I encourage, strongly encourage find, you know, men, Finding small groups. Now, you know, networking's great, sure, but that doesn't facilitate the intimate conversations that sometimes need to be had in a safe place. And so I am a huge believer that you got to have a wingman. If you can have multiple wingmen, that's really good. That's good. (laughs) That'll keep you out of trouble. Learn from these guys that have been down the road that you want to go down. So I'm sure there are some idiosyncrasies in every individual relationship, every individual coaching process, and I suspect that there are some patterns that you see mm-hmm. and you're like, yep, here comes that one again. Yep, I've dealt with this before. Not that you would necessarily articulate yeah. that, but that, uh, are there a handful of kind of common patterns that, that you see that it would make sense to share? Yeah, you know, one of the things... I'm finding myself talking about more and more is this idea around identity. Hmm. Now, because here's the thing. If I meet you, we're at a networking event. There's a couple of questions that are going to be asked right off the bat. One, what's your name? So people identify you from your name. That's a given. No worries there, I guess, unless you don't like your name. But but the second question people are going to ask is, what do you do? And that becomes an identifying point, you know, so, and and people will unconsciously put you in categories. Okay. He's an attorney. Okay. This guy collects Mm -hmm. junk. This guy is a dentist. Okay. This guy sells insurance. And they start categorizing you and see what happened to me was at one point, I, uh, you know, when I was a stay at home dad, I got a lot of attaboys. Wow. I really wish I could stay at home in my mind. In my mind, I was like, yeah, it's great, but I was raised to be the breadwinner. I was raised to be the man. I need to be out supporting my family. And so I would go to all of these things that I needed to do. And what I identified with was what I wanted to be versus where I was. And that meant sometimes I wasn't present with my family. I was there, but I wasn't. Right. I was thinking about all the things I wanted to do. And that's dangerous because the most important thing that we have in front of us, other than our faith, is our family. And they need to be taken care of. 
And if you're struggling with your identity, maybe you don't like the career you're in or, or, or where you're at in life, you know, you need to take action on that because if you don't, you're not going to show up present for the people that you really need to be showing up for. And so that's, that's what happened to me. And I see that happen to a lot of guys. We get wrapped up in our careers and our, uh, you know, and, and these negative identities that uh, uh, we get attached to. And um, at the end of the day, and, and I know this is a business, you know, radio thing, but my faith is how I identify. And he will drive everything else. And that's exactly what's happening in my business. As soon as I let go of that hard grip yeah. that I had on the steering wheel, <laughs> you know, and, and it, you know, I get better at this all the time and, and gave it over to him. What I'm seeing is my business flourish and I'm less worried about what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis as a result. And, um, you know, regardless of what business you're in, I, you know, I think it's applicable. So does the question, the topic of masculinity, what that really means, how am I supposed to live into that? Should I not worry about that? Does, does that come mm. up in, with individuals and groups as well? Well, you know, that, that is such an interesting topic in this day and age because I think that, you know, I don't like that Hollywood or the news media drive things the way they drive them. But they have portrayed negativity in a very negative way. And so, you know, it's easy to go on television and talk about, you know, Matt Lauer's, you know, some somebody doing something, you know, negative and portray that as, well, the entire male race is bad. <laughs> no, no, that's a small segment of the population. But, you know, masculinity is really, you know, I always say, you know, right now we need to have this, uh, you, you got to put God first. You got to, you got to put family second. And I, and I love putting country third. And then like everything else is like way <laughs> down the line, but it's about caring, loving, being purposeful in everything that you do. That's masculinity. That's masculinity, not, you know, uh, beating up your wife or abusing her. I mean, you know, or, or the Hollywood movie portrayal of, of men beating on their chest and firing weapons. I mean, (laughs) granted, that's kind of fun, but, (laughs) but that's not what masculinity really is. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is important and it's why, you know, I talk about retreats and I want to do these uh, getaways. It's, it's important to see men see other men that are vulnerable and that are having intimate conversations around how to be a better man. Uh, you know, generationally speaking, I'm 52. I don't mind sharing. You know, I grew up in a time where if we fell down on the baseball diamond, you know, it was like, just, you know, get up and then don't say ouch, daddy, you know. And, and that turns out to be not a very masculine way to handle it. And I'm not blaming my father or I'm not blaming his father. That's not what this is about. Um, you know, I think that we know more about psychology. I think we know more about what we need from a human perspective. And, um, you know, it, it, masculinity is about being in touch with your heart. 
that's a big piece of this because guys, we do too many things with our head and not our heart. So that's to me, I could probably go on all day about that, but well, you could with me because I, because I, no, I am just, I, I am very enamored with the whole conversation. I've got a thousand questions and we're not going to get to them all this morning, but we're going to get to some of them. So you, you mentioned several aspects of life, I guess, is, is yeah. you know, like uh, spiritual and uh, family mm. and business. Uh, I, I'd love to get your perspective on, on this whole topic of balance. Oh, wow. And I've even talked to some folks that, that don't like the word balance and they try to plug something else in there. But I'd love to get your take on. You know, it's interesting because I love to uh, plug in words and then go out to the thesaurus and then look it up and see. <laughs> and I, what I've learned over time is that that can be dangerous because you really can't sugarcoat certain words that people know a lot about. And so this term balance comes up quite a bit. And usually it's related to, well, how do I get balance in my business and personal life? Is, yeah. is yeah, you, yeah. It, a lot sure. of times where that, that, you know, I hear that the most. I've heard that from my wife um, over the years in her corporate job. Um, you know, I think balance and finding it is different for everybody. You know, for example, I used to separate my business and my personal life. And now uh, because there's so much faith work and it's so much, it's so personal. I, I don't separate the two. They're just kind of all lumped together. Yeah. And for me, I love that. That gives me great joy and, and, and energy. But for others, I mean, they need to separate them. They need to, need to leave their, their work, you know, at work and they need to come home and be present with their family. And I think it's different for every person, but, um, you know, balance is really tough because we live in a world where, um, I mean, I remember when I first started in business, right? My business phone was on my business desk. Now my business phone is my mobile phone. And that means mm -hmm. for some reason, we've all taken on this mantra of that means you're at work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 <laughs> days a year. And if you don't respond to my text message immediately, I, there's got to be something wrong. And, um, so, you know, it's important to figure out for yourself, what, what does all that mean? And if you're a business leader, I think it's important for you to spell it out for your team. What does this mean? Where do we draw yeah. the lines? Uh, because otherwise people are just going to keep charging ahead because they operate under this assumption that, well, everybody at my work has my mobile phone number. And so I got you know, that means I'm accountable and I need to keep answering stuff. Is that what it means? Have you had that discussion with your employees? I mean, do they know where the line is drawn? Um, you know, it, it, maybe they need to know because some of them may think they're on the clock 24 hours a day and that may not be the case. And, you know, this is uh, another area that I commonly get into. We need to know how to pause just like I just did, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nicely em done. Yeah. Emphasis on the pause. We need to know how to pause because pausing and taking a break from things helps build margin in your life, helps build up that battery. And so the fact of the matter is, is that we're not build to, built to be the hard chargers in all, with all this technology around us that we're, we're not built for that. Most of us don't know, really know how to handle it. Um, we just don't want to admit to it. Like 
I'm admitting right now, I don't know how to handle it. It's just too much. And so we've got to figure out how to take pauses. And um, so, and to me, figuring out what that pause is for you is will help you figure out that balance in your life. So how does the whole sales and marketing thing work <laughs> for, a, for a guy like you? Like, how do you get the new clients? You know, I, I will, I'll be honest and tell you, it's been one of the biggest challenges that I have um, had to undertake because uh, I'm a men's life coach. And so that means I'm not accepting women or I'm not working with couples per se. Um, I'm really searching for men and men, interestingly enough, right? We, we don't show up anywhere until we're completely broken, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Don't do that. I, you know, what I love to be in the position of is, is, you know, if you think about Olympic athletes, they'll spend their entire lives just trying to shave a half a second off or get a half a foot in front of somebody else constantly working. And, and so I want to take, and they're already great at what they do, right? I want to take great people and I want them to get clear about how they can get better. And to me, that's really what coaching is. I, I understand helping people when they're broken. I get that. And, and that's how a lot of people come to me. But, but, you know, it's really about taking people to the next level. The other thing that I've done, right, is we created the True Man Podcast. And so the, the True Man Podcast was an opportunity for um, people to hear about men's topics, how to be better dad, how to be a better husband, you know, just how to generally be a better man. And so we take all those topics and I bring guests on and we talk about, you know, in a lot of cases, their story. Oh, that's great. You know, so it's not just the Mike Van Pelt hour. It's you're no. bringing in other folks, getting their perspective. I'm doing some solo shows because I think it's important to highlight what I do sure, from a coaching sure. standpoint. However, I think what men really want to hear and what they really need is a story from another man. And I have women on the podcast all the time because women have stories too. You know, to have these people come on and tell their story. So, for example, uh, this Monday, uh, well, I I recently um, released a podcast and I interviewed, amazingly enough, the best man at my wedding. I was married 26 years ago to my lovely wife, Jill. And uh, shortly after we got married, of course you know, the internet was starting to become a thing back then. And, uh, my buddy got involved in internet gambling. He did, you know, of course, back then we didn't talk about those things. Right. So he, um, becomes an addict. And, uh, so on the podcast, I was recently back home in Iowa. That's where I grew up. And we were talking, he said, I love what you're doing with the podcast. I'd love to come on and tell my story. And I was like, wow, you can, just know once you tell that story, it's out there. Number one, number two, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you that you've gotten to a point where you've healed enough that you can come on and tell that story because you can impact the lives of a lot of people by doing that. And so, you know, we did an interview and he told his story about how he got into gambling and, and where he's at today. And it's truly a comeback story. Um, you know, he got himself into trouble and you know, he, he's, um, he's made a great comeback. And so, those stories are out there all over the landscape. 
I'll bet. And, and I can't, I can't bring those guys on fast enough to tell their story because that's how we motivate other men to take action. Right. You know, and, and to me, that's what it's all about. And that's why we started the podcast so that people could hear those stories and I could bring experts on and provide that value, uh, for, for, for men. So the, that's one of the big things that I do. And it does, it inadvertently creates that no like trust factor from a business perspective that yeah. we're all searching for that somebody can come on. They can, you know, they can hear me, they can hear my guests and they can make a decision. Hey, sounds like a, a pretty decent dude. You know, I've got some things I'd like to talk with him through. And um, so that, that's what it's all about. And of course I've had to get, uh, <laughs> I had to do all the social media and fun stuff that comes with right, that. right, right. But you know, other than that, you know, I'm doing a lot of networking. I'm getting involved in a lot of men's organizations. I mentioned the Christian Business um, Men's mm-hmm. Connection (CBMC), um, great Christian uh, business men's organizations, and there are others out there that I'm searching for. Um, and um, you know, I I'm always available to come in and business and work with businesses. And I'm not going to work with you on your your. Um, you know, your business planning or anything like that. I could, but that's not what I'm there for. Um, you know, I just want everybody to be the best possible person they can be because that's how we lead well. I'm glad I asked. And one of the things, that, <laughs> no, that's very helpful context. One of the things that I'm um, picking up from what you described is, yes, that's probably a great way to go to market, create some awareness, have people reach out to you, but also your existing clients are probably getting ongoing value from the fact that you're doing that show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've talked about, it It has been a thrill of my life to do it. I think, what do we have? 71 uh, podcasts in, and then, you know, we've got the YouTube channel going and everything, and I'm doing, exploring other opportunities. Um, I'm on, uh, uh, a couple of other different shows now. It's funny how this thing just morphs. But, you know, we've talked about everything, um, you know, from uh, uh, marriage. Uh, one of the topics, I hate to talk about it. And, I, you know, I bring it up now because it is, other than gambling, uh, the number one problem men have um, comes in the area of pornography. And I hate to talk about I hate to talk about it. But every time I do it, my numbers spike on the podcast. And so mm-hmm. that tells me everything that I need to know, even though I already know the statistics are there. And, you know, so it's things like that, that, you know, most, is it, is it comfortable for me to talk about? Heck no, it's not comfortable for me to talk about, but I talk about all kinds of things that I never thought I would talk about sitting in front of a microphone like this, but that's how we add value to other men. And I think that's what they're looking for is those authentic and those real conversations that help them get to the next level. Yeah. All right. Let's leave our listeners uh, with a, with a handful of pro tips. Number one pro tip gang is uh, if, if you are, are finding any value in this conversation at all, and I'm, and I'm sure you are, reach out to Mike and have a conversation with him. But short of that or preceding that, I don't know, it's something we should be reading, something we should be doing, questions we should be asking ourselves, just a, a couple of maybe just actionable steps that, that those of us who are trying to be self-aware and trying to 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 live into our purpose and be hmm. better people, just a, a couple of pro tips maybe come to mind. Well, listen, I'm going to give you a book. Um, 
And it is a book that has helped transform my life. It's a book that has transformed the lives of a lot of men. And uh, that is a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And uh, John Eldridge has a ton of books. His wife, Stacy's written a number of books. But um, I strongly recommend that book. If you're searching for more in your life, whatever that looks like, if you're wondering, you know, how you can be free in your life and and begin to take your heart back and not have all that baggage that we sometimes uh, drag along as men, I recommend reading the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. That is a that is um, short of reading the Bible. I think um, a book that will give you uh, some of the most uh, in depth knowledge of of uh, your masculine life that you, you'll ever read. So, and there there are a number of books after that, but I, I like that as a starting point. All right, I, I got to ask: Is there a book in you? Do you have some designs on on writing a book Cur- yourself? At currently, yeah, currently working on a book as a matter of yes. fact. Yeah. Good. Currently working on a book and you know in that book we'll tell the the true man story, you know, how Paul Bailey and I started a small men's group. What is a true man? You know, why do you want to become a true man? And so um and uh uh I'm kind of excited about it cuz I just had an epiphany here a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, yeah, we need to this needs to be a roadmap book, you know, and uh, that just comes from Paul and I taking uh, road trips uh, pri- primarily up to, ironically enough, I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, it's funny how all this stuff comes together. Ironically enough, we used to travel from South Carolina up to North Carolina. Yes, there were coffee shops around the corner, but that's not <laughs> why you take a road trip. You take a road trip to get in the car and have these intimate conversations with somebody. and But our road trips always evolved around going to this place uh, in Columbus, North Carolina called, of all things, Open Road Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, when you launch that book, I hope you'll come back and, and, and visit with us and get us caught up on, on your work and yeah. maybe share some insights from the from the book. All right, let's make sure that our listeners can connect with you if they'd like to have a conversation with you or someone on your team, maybe find out about some of these retreats or take advantage of your expertise and counsel in an individual coaching relationship, whatever you think is appropriate, yeah. website, email, phone. Just you know, I just want to make sure, sure that they can connect with you, man. Well, you you can always go out to my website, which is, is probably about to go uh, uh, under, under another revamp, but all the information's out there at truemanlifecoaching.com. And uh, you can reach out to me at mike at truemanlifecoaching.com. And give me a call, uh, 864-266-2058. And um, I love talking and strategizing with guys. And, and we can set up a, an initial hour and have a strategy call and, and uh, see what's going on in your life. And if, we, if you need more coaching... Or if you need me to plug you into a group, let's do it. Or if you want a book recommendation, I got plenty of those too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a pleasure. Mike Van Pelt, thank you so much for coming in and, and sharing your story and your perspective. This has been a an informing and an inspiring conversation I have. What a terrific way to invest a Tuesday morning, man. Thank you Absolutely. so much. No, you're, you're doing important work, man, and we sincerely appreciate you. Well, you know, I, um, I, and I, I've, I've done a lot of 
research around what this means. So I don't take this lightly when I say it, but I'm doing the work that God has called me to do. And um, I'm enjoying almost every minute of it. And if you're a business person, (laughs) you know what I mean by almost. (laughs) All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, the comeback coach with True Man Life Coaching, Mr. Mike Van Pelt, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.